Welcome to Culture Factor. I'm your producer and host, Holly Shannon. Our new season looks at creators, innovators, and entrepreneurs. Why? Because the creator and gig economy is emerging. Talent has gone to work for themselves. The new year starts with the 101, or the beginner guide, for NFTs, blockchain, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, and all those metaverse and Web3 topics we keep hearing about. We are all going back to school on Culture Factor to understand this decentralized economy. From creator coins to the tax implications of selling crypto, let's unpack these emerging technologies in really simple terms. Join me and feel free to send in your questions. Would your brand like to sponsor Culture Factor? It is your opportunity to be a part of a podcast that is ranked in the top 2% globally and heard in over 89 countries. Email holly at hollyshannon.com. Subscribe to Culture Factor and share with a friend now. Okay, let's start with our class. Let's get our next guest on. Welcome, Culture Factor family. Today I have Ope Majik. I hope I say that right, but she will correct me. Hi, how are you? Yeah, you know, that's why I just say M. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, it's Ope Majik. And um, that will be the last time I'll be sharing my last name anywhere. <laughs> All right, Ope. We'll just go with Ope for now. I'm so happy you're here, though. We met in Clubhouse, and um, I think we have a few things in common, and I'm just excited to share your story. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to give everybody a little background on Ope, and she can certainly elaborate. Um, Ope has had a love of fashion ever since she was a child. She's been drawing clothes since she could hold a pencil. She's born in St. Louis, Missouri to Nigerian parents, and Ope was able to see Nigeria for the first time as a teenager attending high school there, and living through huge cultural changes at the time, it tempered the way she sees a colorful, colorful world around her. Ope worked for Betsy Johnson for several years after leaving Howard University and fell into assisting stylists uh, who would pull clothes for the local TV shows in the Washington, D.C. area which I'm going to ask her about because that's where I am. She later had an epiphany that she enjoyed doing this and worked as a stylist assistant for a year and a half after her discovery. Years later, she blossomed into freelance fashion styling. Notable magazine clients like Italian Vogue Curvy, Elle, Zinc, People, and Blink. So welcome to Culture Factor, okay? Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I, I noticed also that... Um, your very dynamic work is on magazine covers for fashion styling direction with uh, Waterford Crystal, Philip Lim, Tahari, Montclair, Vera Wang, Antique Batique, and our mutual friend, Mimi Plonge. It's pretty exciting stuff. You know, I cannot believe you dug all of this up. <laughs> I never tell anybody anything um so I think you might have been um, doing some research on my site. So you know what? Kudos to you because um, I never post all of this. And when people just ask me what I do, I'm like, I'm a fashion stylist and I'm a fashion futurist because my mind is uh, in the future. But yeah, that that is um, a, a great summary. <laughs> I, I thank you for <laughs> digging those things up. That's incredible. Thank you, um, Holly. You're welcome. Uh, you know what? I, I love doing the research and I feel like to sort of understand a person, you kind of have to understand their history a little bit and you have a really incredible history. So it's interesting that you don't share it. You're very humble. Yeah. You know, you just astounded me actually. <laughs> thank you so much. I was like, you know what? Wow. Okay. Um, thank you, Holly. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, love fashion. I've, I've always loved, uh, fashion, um, and my parents did not, you know, my father wanted me to be a doctor, so we didn't agree. Uh, and I settled for pharmacy. I was, I was in, I was pre-farm and when he passed away, I, I left pharmacy school, um, much respect to my dad, but I, I never wanted to do it. And, and it was always our bone of contention, but, um, you know, um, he just wanted, I, I, as I've gotten older, I understand that he wanted the best for me and he, um, felt that it was a way to, you know, f to fall back, uh, on something, you know, if, if fashion didn't work and, and in those times, 
you know, fashion was considered like, you know, being an artist, which that's really what I was born to be. I was born to be an artist. And I think as, um, as we go into the, the future of fashion with these um, NFTs and things like this, um, this was a point of discovery that I could, be, I could be into fashion and I could also be an artist simultaneously. And I think that that's what I'm always trying to um, encourage other people to do uh, as they're in the space to, to see that the possibilities are endless and um, that they can do anything that they can conceive and uh, that they should open their hearts to really uh, attempt to conceive whatever it is that they want to conceive in, um, in uh, opening their hearts to the space. But yeah, um, thank you again for you know, um, finding all those things. And um, it's a gift to me for you to, to, to hear it from you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I, I would love to dig in, actually, because obviously you started your fashion styling in sort of the Web 2 world. Um, and I've given a little flavor for what you were immersed in. Um, but how did you define your style through then? Like, what was... What made Ope Ope in a in a Web two world, and then maybe we can dig into a little bit how uh, how that looks for Web three for you in Metaverse. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> Web two. I mean, even even before that, you know, we we we. Um, I, I remember a time when um, when 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 I had I built my first computer, <laughs> you know, and um, a friend of mine. Um, and I, I think I was, I was like a friend of mine, it was, um, saying, oh, I'm, I'm going to surf the web, you know? And that was like the big thing to say. I feel like, you know, it felt like, um, I don't know if, if anybody's ever seen Mad Men, but you know, they would have these like, uh, you know, epic conversations about, I made an editorial and it was like that. It was like, I'm going to surf the web. And, you know, it was that elementary um, and th those were days when we were just um, we were trying to fit in whatever way we could into the fashion space and find our way in. And I I wanted to get into fashion styling and I didn't know how. So I would read books about how to get in and and uh, I would you know, you couldn't really find much on the on the Internet at that time because, you know, the Internet was was really new um, to the point of. Um, uh, fast forwarding to the, the, the days when, you know, even uh, as we approached 2000, we thought, oh, the, the, the computers were going to blow up. I don't know what we thought. Y2K, <laughs> right? Yeah. Y2K, you know. <laughs> but um, then I, I had a lot of friends who became very wealthy from, um, you know, we call them dot comers. They were the ones who, you know, started the, you know, the websites and things of that nature. Um, and we were still, like I said, we were trying to figure our way into the space. And I ended up, um, you know, finding my way uh, through, I like, I was, I, I used to dance on a TV show back in the day uh, because I thought that was going to be my way to like meet some celebrities and, and style them or whatever. That wasn't it. And um I ended up um, doing, uh, you know, I had, you know, created a uh, a portfolio on my desktop at the time, you know, it, just just very basic things. I mean, you, the we didn't even really have. Um, this was before I, you know, realized I could even make a website. You know, websites came uh, later, and, uh, and then you could put your things on, you know, different places, but. Until until those moments came, we connected with each other on certain websites. I, I think some of you may remember MySpace, and uh, then Facebook came about, and you know, you know, became um, you know a dominating force. Uh, Twitter, you know, um, Instagram, all of these things, you know, that happened like in the um, in the in the in the two uh, thousands you know, uh, where, you know, those things are huge. You know, we, we see Twitter, Instagram, Facebook today, these are huge spaces today, but they weren't always. Um, and we didn't have ways to, um, communicate as, as we do today. It wasn't like the, um, all of the information that we have, uh, available at our fingertips. Uh, these were, it was just coming up. And so we were finding our way through and I found my way through, um, 
you know, um, and the technology, you know, progressed. I think this time I'm looking to do something different with the technology. I want to, you know, um, you know, get a hold of it, you know, before it gets, uh, you know, really big. And, and I want to hold on to, um, you know, the horse, if you will, you know, and, and make my, um, make my way through with, um, you know, with producing content and producing fashion work and um, producing uh, things and educating my friends in the space on how they can make, uh, how we have uh, maybe didn't work uh, the the Web 2 technology and really try and work the, the Web 3 technology to the best of our advantage. Well, it is nice to stay ahead of things, you know, they, everybody calls it early adoption, but there, there's a lot to be said about that because you kind of break the ground and learn it, um, you know, from the ground up, which is really, really nice. Um, so I guess the, it's going to push us right into Web3, this conversation. Um, I, How is it different for you? Like, how are you creating in a metaverse? Um, I mean, I, I would think it's completely different from... IRL working with a brand or a client in web two. So what does it look like in the metaverse or, or, or how are you building it out so that it, it is in the vision you would like it to be? So, yes, I, I'm, I'm building it out. Um, one, uh, th- through education, uh, you know, like I said, I want, I want to educate my, my peers so that I'm not alone in the space. And, um, and two, um, you know, well, first, actually, I, I, I learned about it myself and I, I've been just really taking time to, to look at all the use cases for NFTs to examine what they are for fashion. You know, uh, I think as we all should be uh, taking the space, learning uh, as much as we can uh, possibly uh, you know, that there, that there is available to us to learn about the NFT space and then to translate that to our industry and um, make it applicable to uh, what it is that we do. And which is, which is what I always tell people when I'm um, talking about NFTs. Um, you know, I never claim to know um, about NFTs because the one thing that is constantly changing are NFTs, you know, as I, um, as I learn about them, I always say, the more I know, the more I really don't know about NFTs, um, because there's always the, um, they're always growing use cases for NFTs. Um, so again, I'm, I'm looking to take, uh, what I know about NFTs and also, um, you know, what I know, um, about the metaverse, make it applicable to, uh, fashion, and educate my friends about what that is. For me personally, um, at first, because I'm an artist, uh, you know, from in, in my heart of hearts, I'm, a, I'm an artist who loves fashion. And so I took, um, the first thing I did when I first learned about NFTs was I took um, some of the, the clips that I had created. I do um, digital uh fashion sketches and collages and um I turn them into I turn them into um film type of um models or I don't really know what they what they are (laughs) but what I realized was when I first heard the definition of an NFT you know or what you could do with an NFT I was like okay you know I have some usefulness now for the um for the content that I was creating that had no had otherwise had no use uh, for me. And I was like, what am I going to do with this? You know, I remember taking um, a picture of a model, you know, because um, I, I, I'm a stylist and I'll sometimes, you know, take my own pictures. And so when I was taking pictures of a model, I remember sending um, the pictures back to her and I had created some art from it. And she was, she was, she was un- unrecognizable. And I knew, I was like, well, what is she going to do with this? You know, because it's become art. And um, when I heard about what NFTs were, I was like, you know what? This is what I could do with that. You know, because it was it was a picture, but it was a film, but it was, um, it was, it was a fashion. So I was able to now take this and, and have a place and a home for it. And um, it, it was incredible to me. 
uh, that I could find it. Now, I, you know, I'm in the process of getting, you know, releases for all of that art, artwork that I had done because I wasn't thinking of myself as, you know, as a photographer or, I, you know, I was thinking of myself more of a, as a stylist and um, I wasn't, you know, getting the releases, which is why I haven't released any of it, but I will be releasing, um, releasing them soon as I've gotten all of the um, model releases together um, to do so, uh, to release all these, um, these pieces of um, fashion and art together that, you know, they are, um, they're like little snip movie snippets. Um, so that's what is what that's what I'm doing for myself. Also, though, you have um, you have utility uh, function with NFTs where you can use utilize them for your community. Um, we talk about using them um, for uh, fashion designers, where fashion designers can use um, NFTs uh, to address their clients. Um, I've talked to fashion publicists where I, I, I tell them that they can use NFTs as tokens for, for their services. Um, you know, there's, there's so many use cases for our industry, um, as it pertains to, um, to NFTs. Um, but also, uh, you know, the community that can be, um, had with, uh, the metaverse technology with going into spaces, uh, building, you know, we've, um, we're working on a fashion district within uh, one of the um, one of the metaverse spaces. Um, uh, Infiniverse is the space that we were we were starting in. Um, but then also you have spaces like Crypto Voxels, where we we just had a fashion um, a fashion show last week, a wearables fashion show, and you know looking to expand on that kind of thing because that was the first time I'd ever uh, produced a. Um, metaversal fashion show. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning, um, I'm growing uh, in the space. And as I'm growing and learning, I'm sharing. That's how I'm, I'm building out the space, you know, in, in, as it pertains to me. That is the coolest description. You know, I also really find it interesting. You're really on the education side of this too, because you're trying to educate people that you've worked with in web two, you know, whether it's, you know, publicists or, you know, models or whoever, how they can take their content and use it as an NFT, as a token with utility for maybe attending a fashion show or a perk of some sort. Um, I, and at the same time, you also have a community that you're educating in metaverse um, locations like this Infiniverse or uh, where the crypto voxels are residing, like you're teaching your community how to use those spaces and you're doing it in a fun way, like you're having a fashion show there, but then you're at the same time onboarding them so that they can see how they can maybe have an e-commerce store, right? Or um, they can just show off their fashion there. Uh, if I'm understanding this correctly, I, I hope I'm just not killing it <laughs> in this description. You're nailing it. You're nailing it. That's exactly what I'm doing. Um, it's um, it's learning by um, by um, example uh, and, and, and placing themselves into the situation to me, um, like you learn the best if you're actually doing something like if whenever I've been, you know, I, I've been a manager, you know, many times in my life, whether I've wanted to or not. And the, and the best way that I teach people how to uh, learn, you know, teach people how to do something is by, um, example and by putting them in the situation and having them duplicate, um, the, the objective, whatever it is I'm trying to teach them and, um, and make it applicable to themselves. So if, if they actually can duplicate what I'm telling them to do uh, or what I'm trying to teach them, then I know that they know it. But if they weren't able to duplicate it, they, they don't know it. You know, you, you, you can't tell me, you know, something and you can't tell me exactly what I'm, you know, what I'm, what I'm saying or what it is that, you know, I've said to you, but if you can, if you can show me what it is that I've told you, then I feel like you could, you know, better, um, you, you know, I know that yeah. you know it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's yeah. that old saying, okay, that give a man a fish, he eats for a day, teach him how to fish, he eats for life. 
right? It's, it's exactly. in practice. It's putting it in practice. Um, the, the different metaverse locations, um, I'm still trying to learn all this, and, and my show is a basic education for people because I'll never say that I'm an expert. I'm just in learning mode here. So you said Infiniverse, and I've also heard of Decentraland. Are they separate? Are they one and the same? Do you prefer one over the other? Are there other ones coming? <laughs> Can you enlighten me? You know, there are always ones coming because I, you know, I, I always say, um, you know, you, not only can you inhabit a, a metaversal um, space, but you can build your own. And I think that those times are coming, uh, you know, where we will start to, you know, have our, our, our own spaces. Um, I think people are looking for interoperability. I think for fashion people, we don't necessarily look for interoperability because you know why? We want to dress as many avatars as we possibly can, you know? Um, um, so I like I like all of the different um, platforms for different reasons. There's some I don't like as, as much um, only because I can't, you know, I don't have as much creative freedom with the avatars maybe, you know, uh, too. I think um, people who work in fashion, people who love fashion, those things, um, they may be uh, very important to our, our experience within a platform. Um, I, I, I like all of the ones that I, uh, you know, um, go into. Um, and, you know, I, I think, um, you know, some I may not like as much for experience, but for the most part, I, I enjoy the spaces that I go into, but I do try to show people all of the ones that they have access to as much as possible, um, you know, through um, onboarding them in directly into the space or giving them the tour to, um, to see through my Discord. And so, um, and, and not only metaversal platforms, but also virtual reality experiences that they can have um, I um, on, I teach um, people how to get into Gravity Sketch, which is a place where you can create art or fashion. Uh, we do um, fashion um, on Mondays. Um, I go into uh, Crypto Voxels on Tuesdays. We go into Infiniverse on Wednesdays. Uh, I used to go into Horizon on, on Thursdays, but Horizon, the experience, I will say, you know, I'm waiting for more developers to go in and, and develop more spaces so that people can have, you know, really epic experiences. I didn't feel like the experiences right now because, you know, it's still trying, you know, they're still being built in that space. I didn't think it was like the best. Um, do they, I, do um, they have like discord channels that you can put the that you could share the user experience with them and maybe be a part of shaping it? Um, Horizon, I, I haven't really checked, you know, um, between, between freelancing as a stylist in the day and um, showing people how to do, uh, how to onboard themselves at night. And it's usually like every day of the week. It's, it's become very hard for me to, to even make time for myself, to be honest, uh, to even, you know, I always say I love gra gravity sketch. I love creating fashion and gravity sketch, but I don't find that I can have time because, you know, I, I may be trying to close a room and then somebody comes in who hasn't been onboarded and I try and wait for them to, you know, get onboarded <laughs> and it could take another hour, you know, yeah. um, the, so. the educational component takes a lot of time. Like when you spend, when you're mentoring somebody and you're starting from scratch, you don't want to move too fast, right? You want, you want them to be excited. And so it sounds like you're trying really hard to give as much time of yourself as you can, but you know, there's only so much, right? Cause you, you have your work that you do as a freelance stylist. So you have to make sure that you park more time for that. Right. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to do that. I actually in my room last night I was like, you know, I'm going to really try and do 2 hours and it ended up being 4 hours and I I do I need to do better about, you know, limiting the time. I'm going to try to do that, but it's, you know, the passion for getting somebody, you know, situated and um, you know, wanting them to, you know, get in and understand the space, I, I do need to like um, curve my enthusiasm, if you will. <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, I, I think it's really special, actually. I, I find that when I'm working in rooms to, you know, helping people, um, I give more of myself than I should at times, and then I, you know, there's a cost on the other side. But I get that. 
I um I did want to jump into this gravity sketch because I can I heard like like your heart light up a little bit, your voice level change when you went back to that. And so I would love to find out more about wearable technology and what is it like to to dress an avatar? Does it does it feel completely different from the work you do? I, I would assume. No. Not really, actually. You know, dressing um, someone, be it in avatar form or dressing someone in um, in real life is the same. You kind of have to find what works. Um, you know, I actually last uh, week I went over um, how to dress your avatar in um, alt space VR because some people were saying, well, how did you get this to look like that? You look really cool. And I really don't think anything of the, <laughs> of the, you know, how I'm dressing the avatar in, um, in, uh, in, in, sorry, in alt space VR, because um, when I'm, when I'm in, um, you know, when I go into any space, right, you, you want to see all of the options. What are all of the options that you have available to dress yourself? And, you know, that could be maybe trying some things that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily like, um, but maybe the mix of that thing, you know, could work out, you know, um, like uh, I think um, my Horizon um, avatar, it was, um, you know, I used um, like a long sleeve, um, like it, it looked like a, a like a cultural garb, but, you know, with a certain, um, with a certain headpiece and a certain, um, you know, accessories, um, certain accessories made it look more interesting. You know, it just is about the mix and not being turned off about what you see immediately. Right. And then like in alt space VR, you can kind of I show people how to change the patterns if they want to change the patterns or if they want to mix something. You kind of just have to look through it until you find the right thing. And that's the same thing with any kind of styling. You know, mm -hmm. you have to kind of decide, you know, oh, I'm going to mix this up. I'm going to mix that up. Do I want to match this or do I want everything not to be matching? You know, all, all kinds of it's the same process as dressing in real life. It's just you're using um, what swatches are available to you and mixing them up. There used to be a game back in the day called uh, Fashion Plates, and it just reminds me of that. Or if you were doing uh, paper dolls or something like that. That's mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, you know, when you were a kid, that was the closest thing you may have had to being a stylist. Whereas today, you know, the kids have I'm view, they have rule blocks, they can, you know, they're styling themselves in these spaces too. It's the same thing. So yeah, fashion, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Fashion is, is, uh, is like the coolest way to express yourself as an artist. And I think it's the same thing in these, in these spaces. And we're going to see much more of it with these, um, the wearables, the uh, in in uh, dressing avatars, it's it's going to be that same passion because it's going to be like, where did you get that thing from? I, I remember when crypto voxels had no fashion, and I was not interested in crypto voxels whatsoever because it was just the the mannequins. And when I went back in on a uh, you know to to take people on a tour, and I saw some of the fashion, I was like, whoa, okay, I can get into crypto voxels now. Um, Decentraland had nothing, um, for most of the, the year last year. And then all of a sudden, you know, people are coming in the space, they're creating wearables. It's more fun when you go and you're, um, hitting the, uh, the meteors and in, in the wonder mines and you're seeing all these people just on the yard, just rocking these different wearable fashions. It's like, oh my gosh, where'd they get this? And you want to, you know, you can kind of like stalk them, you know, go around them and, and look just, just to look at what they're wearing. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, this is really cool. So that inspired me of course, to, um, to work on my own wearables for uh, Central Land, which I'm working on, but there's like a curve with it because you have to like really understand uh the the decentralized finance of it because now you're you're creating you have to uh not only can you you know that's the i think that's the main step and hindrance of of the creation process with this is that now you have to um convert your your ethereum to uh mana and then you need to convert your mana to um your Ethereum mana to Polygon mana, and then you have to pay for whatever the amount is for your collection. And uh, that has to be approved by the DAO, and we're still not even talking about minting it. And um, now you need to buy a Matic so that you can convert your 
you know, it was just like a big, it's, it, there, there are various hurdles to, you know, the creation process, things that, um, happen in, in the space, you know, before you can get to the end result, um, that I'm hoping in the long run, I'll be able to finally have, you know, my, um, wearables, uh, you know, as a collection, which, you know, um, the great thing about that, when you're working in a place like Decentraland to push out, um, a wearables collection or any wearables that they are, they're also NFTs, um, same thing with crypto voxels. So, um, that's the, that's the, you know, the other side of the, the reward of that, um, in, in, you know, creation of, those um those type of things see i'm a little confused because when i was thinking wearables i was thinking he could create an nft wearable and it could be it could start from a jpeg image or something in real life that maybe they can use like a 3d scanner to capture um say a bracelet and they could create the NFT and then somebody could buy the NFT and apply it to their avatar in these metaverse uh, locations, if you will. But you spoke of a whole different chain from Ethereum to Mana to Polygon Mana, DAOs, and like there was a whole other chain. So like I guess from a process um, point of view, I clearly don't understand it. Or are there more than one way to skin a cat on this one? Okay. So yeah, there's no wrong answer. And as, um, as this platform for fashion builds, there are going to be so many different answers, um, for how wearables can be created. I don't even, even for what you just said, I don't think that that could, you know, that is necessarily a wrong answer. I think that you could do that if you, if, if you wanted to do something like that. But so for instance, if you want to get into a place like a Decentraland with your wearables, then your wearables, whatever you create will have to go through the DAO. Um, you know, it needs to be reviewed by them and it needs to be approved and it needs to be, it needs to go through their process for Decentraland. Same with crypto voxels. Um, those pieces are, uh, then placed on OpenSea. Uh, you can buy it through the uh, Decentraland um, marketplace or CryptoVoxels marketplace, and you can also buy them through OpenSea usually as well. Um, and depending on on what um, blockchain you use, I know for uh, Decentraland they they prefer it is a it is an Ethereum um, um, metaverse. However. Uh, sorry, Ethereum blockchain metaverse. However, what they wanted me to do was they wanted me to convert my um, my my Ethereum mana to um, Polygon mana for their review. That's that was their price. Their price to um, for them to review was a hundred mana per uh, piece. That was how it works for uh, Decentraland. I don't know how much it is for crypto voxels, but I have friends that have created um, wearables. We we had the the fashion show, and I used their wearables for um, to to show off all that they did individually, and they all created their uh, wearables. Now they're they're different processes, right? To create, um, and I could go. That's a whole other like. That's a whole show by itself, just the creation of wearables, because I always talk about this in my master classrooms uh, for fashion uh, and fashion NFTs and, and metaverse, right? Because um, so what you basically do is you create something, um, you can create a, um, you can create a file of what, what you want as a wearable. And then that, that uh, piece now has to have a, um, a final, uh, you know, a final, I call it a finisher, <laughs> you know, a finisher, what, whatever, um, platform that site uses, then you have to finish. You could create that in like something like blender. Let's say we use blender to create the 3d, um, wearable. Then you, if you were going into crypto voxels, you would have to use magic of voxels as a finisher. If you were going into alt space VR or Decentraland, then you would have to use Unity as a finisher because those that's what's compatible to those spaces uh, for, for it to be registered and to be wearable in that world. 
It has to be compatible to whatever they um, have. And also, it has to be something that's a low polygon count, and that's just the number of triangles that you um, that you have so that when you go into that space, you're not weighing down the whole experience because your your um, polygon count is, is high on that piece and won't shut down the whole screen, you know? Mm, okay, wait. <laughs> I have to go time. back. I'm going to go back for a second because, um, again, I want to – try and give the elementary view of this. So like, let's just look at Decentraland for a second. So whatever, so if the foundation of Decentraland is with the Ethereum blockchain, that's what they operate on. That's where their smart contracts are. So you have to technically uh, be doing business with Ethereum. You want to bring something into Decentraland so it's got to be finished in a like a low polygon mode, but it's got to go through polygon first to, before it can be brought into Decentraland and used as a wearable. So do they do polygon because maybe it's a lower cost of entry for the approval phase? And then once you're in and it's minted, then it's under the Ethereum chain and... and uh, it's a different price to, to come in. Am I under, I'm sorry, I'm probably killing this. I'm just trying to understand. No worries. This. Let, let me, let me make it. Yeah. Cause I do, I, I do this also for, um, for, for basic people. So yeah, I'm, I'm totally basic. basic. So, so like basic. go basic for me. Right. No, <laughs> I could I'm be just, 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. I always say I'm going to explain it. Like I explain it to a three-year-old. So for, for, in, let's just use the case of, um, Decentraland. So what you're explaining are like a couple of different things. You're explaining what, what I was trying to explain at first was the cost of bringing in a wearables, uh, bringing in the wearables into that space. Um, and that's completely separate than, um, than the experience for a user um, who um, is trying to make a wearables and make it, make it work so that it is functional inside of the um, Decentraland world. Okay, and I'll explain both of those. So with, with the cost for someone to create a wearables um, and bring it into Decentraland. So one, mana is the currency of Decentraland. Um, it's like the, you know, it's like the dollar or the, the naira or the yen or the pound. That's, the, that's their currency is, is mana. And uh, one mana uh, right now, I think it's, it's, it may be um, almost $3 for, um, for one mana. So if I wanted to create one wearable, um, if I wanted it reviewed by their DAO, which is their, um, you know, their ruling uh, uh, system, in Decentraland, then I would create my wearable and then I would send it to them uh, for them to approve. And I would be paying 100 mana for them to approve my wearable. And then after I do that, then I can mint the, I can, I can make it into an NFT, which will go into their, um, which will go into their system, their marketplace, and will also be on OpenSea. It is an NFT, and um, it is also a wearable. I hope I made that clear. That was is perfect. That Thank you. Okay. I knew I was okay. not explaining it well, but I just no. I know you were. You. I was. I, I probably confused you with going too fast. So that's <laughs> just that's just the process for creating a wearable in Decentraland. However, okay. I also go into this. Uh, thing where I talk about, um, you know, to, to designers, what that means. Like, so, you know, you, you're creating, you want to create something, the, the place to create wearables could be someplace like Blender, although it's not the only place. I'm just, I was just giving an example that Blender, it could be, uh, the place where some people start their, um, their wearable. And when you create that wearable, you have to make it so that it, it's not heavy, in in any scene that you take it into like if you go into a space and you're wearing your wearable you don't want it to be so heavy where it shuts down people's screen 
Was that clear? Did I say that? Yeah. So it's like a, it's almost like memory in a way, like how much it, yes. Yeah. I understand that. Mm -hmm. So that was why I was saying that you want to make sure it has a low poly count. And, and basically what that means is, you know, and this is not, I'm not talking about blockchain. I'm just talking about the the actual triangles (laughs) that Mm -hmm. it takes to create your wearable. It's, it's created in um, polygons. And, and when you're creating any wearables, you want to, you want to create it on a low poly count so that, um, and, and different places will tell you how many polygons that they want so that you don't weigh down their scene. Mm -hmm. So, um, I won't even go into any other things about that because that, that could be a whole other thing as well, you know? Right. Right. Um, but yeah, this is counted. So it's, it's, it's basic mathematics. Actually, when you're in a scene, all of the people in that scene, the whole design, the whole, everything, the scene, the, uh, the trees, the sky, all of this, all of these different things have, um, you know, shapes that, that were, um, created into that scene. And then you're factoring yourself, as an avatar and you're also factoring in the pieces that you're wearing. And sometimes people can go way overboard with what it is that they are creating. And, and that piece could be rejected because the the piece is too heavy. Right. Mm -hmm. So you Mm want to, you want to make sure that your, your um, pieces that you create are on, on the right count for whatever it is that they have. So some people may, I've seen people, um, you know, in their, um, in the, in their discord say, Oh, you know, I, I didn't get, you know, approved. It said I didn't have enough. I, my polys were too high or whatever, and it it really is part of the um, approval process. You do need to make sure that you're watching your uh, poly count with uh, your outfit, your uh, wearable creation. Interesting, and, and, and that's something that would be identified in using like the Gravity Sketch program like it's going to be giving you a count like if you're writing a Google document and it tells you how many words you're at. So you know I haven't um I'm still I'm still working through my process of of learning Gravity for wearables. I I'm still learning how to mold out shapes because it's a new process for me. It's nothing like drawing in 2D. Drawing on pencil with pencil and paper is completely different than uh, creating in a space like uh, Gravity Sketch because basically when you're creating in, in a space like Gravity Sketch, you're molding, uh, it's almost like uh, you're creating something with a Play-Doh because it's completely uh it's rounded. You're going around it. You have to think about your front. You have to think about the back. You have to think about, you have to really think while you're creating, for me anyway, uh, because like I said, I'm not used to creating in 3D. It's not, it's not natural to me. Let me, I'm, I'm, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Finish. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I was just saying that I'm used to, to drawing on a flat piece of paper and not thinking anything like what I write down on that paper or what I draw out on that paper. I'm thinking of the front of it in, 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 in creating in 3d, you have to think about the front, the back and the sides. Mm -hmm. So you have to go around the leg. You're not just, you're not just drawing it flat onto the leg. You're going around the leg. You're, you're, um, you're creating a pattern and, uh, and, and dimension. And uh, you don't think of that in, in 2D. You know what I mean? I do. I'm often asked, does my business need a podcast? My answer is yes. That nothing else is the fast track into thought leadership and being established and seen as the expert in your industry as podcasting. What's increasingly evident is that it's a branding machine. It kicks doors open for you to have conversations with leaders. It creates a pathway to partnerships and connections on a deeper level. You will not be your industry's best kept secret. Your ideas and business will have global reach. So step into your power. Go to hollyshannon.com to launch your podcast now. And now back to our interview. Thinking about artists, I'm an artist. I was a jewelry design artist for about 10 years. And one of my last collections was a 3D printed, um, I called it honeycomb collection. And I took a drawing that I had made of like a honeycomb pattern, took a picture of it, I used the JPEG file, and then I uploaded it into a series of different softwares to turn it into a 3D printed 
items. So it, it went through, you know, Adobe this, Adobe that, it got a .svl, it got a, a .stl at the SVG at the end or whatever, ended up wow. in, yeah, so I went through all those different layers and then I ended up in, uh, I think it was Tinkercad when it was 3D and you can see all the way around the the item. So like say it was going to be, you know, a bracelet or an earring or whatever, I could see the whole thing. So I only bring this up because I'm curious if that final 3D rendering, um, if that could be uploaded as an NFT and somebody could use that as a wearable on their avatar and they can like size it down or, or, you know, up depending on the size, like, do they want that to be a bracelet on their avatar? Do they want it to be a choker or a headband or something like that? And I might've just gone off course, but when you said 3d, I immediately was taken back to that. Yeah, you're not wrong. It it absolutely can be um, used as a, a wearable and people are using um, they're using Gravity Sketch to start their process before they take it into their finisher and um, create um, wearables for different places. I know a lot of people who um, have created wearables. They started in Gravity Sketch and taken it into Unity so that they could use it in um, Alt Space VR. Um, I don't know about any other spaces because. Um, I, I, I would suppose that you could use it in Decentraland, you know, because like it, it is a 3D, you do need the back and the front, you know? Um, so I'm sure you could use it in, in Decentraland, but yes, you can absolutely do that. And it has been done. And uh, I've, I've worked with people who um, say that this is where they started um, their uh, design process. This is the first step for them is in Gravity Sketch and then they finish in Unity or they finish wherever for uh, their pieces. But yeah, I do that uh, room on Mondays uh, with Bluebird and and we, uh, yeah, I'm still learning. Like I said, I'm still learning Gravity Sketch and I have a collaboration room. So I have up to four people inside the space and we're all creating um, different spe- uh, spaces, uh, sorry, different pieces and different spaces of the room. Very cool. I, I love all the teaching that you're doing and I'm sure you're coming up with a multitude of ways like for your own work as well as identifying where other people could uh, use the platforms. Like you were saying, like you were reaching out to people that, you know, you had worked with before, you know, are you thinking about using the metaverse? Let me show you the way, <laughs> which is really cool. Um, what is your dream project? Um, um, that's a good question. Um, I, I, I would like to, I would like to, you know, one, I would like for this wearables line that I've been tr- working on getting through to, uh, the central land to work out. And I would, I would love to collaborate with, you know, uh, a bigger brand and, you know, do some creative direction. I do have a couple of, a couple of projects that are coming out, um, you know, I don't know, by the end of the year, maybe, um, I, I don't, I'm, I'm, well, maybe mid-year, more mid-year, I have something that's working out and I would love to be able to share that when, when I'm able to. Um, and, um, I, I'm working on some other things because I do want to be able to educate people, um, on, on the space. So, you know, having conferences where, uh, where people can learn more about this as it pertains to fashion, you know, that, that I want to do, I want to do some collaborative projects with, um, with people on wearables. Um, you know, I, I, because it's not my, I, designing it is not my thing. I, I, I'm learning it, but it's not it's not my thing. And I believe in letting someone else do the excellent work if if that's what what it is that they do. And you know, me bringing what it is that I do. You know, as far as creative direction, I, I'm I'm very good at that. Right, and the styling, of course, like they come yeah. with the item. Um, yeah, I I have to believe that a lot of the companies. Uh, that you have worked with before, like Tahari, Montclair, Vera Wang, you know, all these people, you know, I'm wondering if you couldn't uh, reach out 
to come up with some sort of brand collaboration in the metaverse with them because I'm seeing brands all over the place showing um, that they're combining forces, you know, like uh, Prada and Adidas, for example, uh, making an NFT. And I can I can completely see you there at, because you're such a visionary, but you're also at the front of the line learning all this. I think you should do that if you haven't already. No, thank you so much, Holly. I actually, um, last year, I did a project with Walmart where I did their, um, I, I actually um, cast and did art direction for their uh, Z-Kit project, which uh, was a virtual fitting room. Um, and uh, I cast 50 women of uh, all ages, all races, all shapes and sizes um, for a virtual fitting room where anybody could go in uh, it's still up. If you go there and you do the try on uh, with them, you can try on um, pieces from their website and um, put uh, whatever you want on their um, body. If you relate to this particular body shape or size, we didn't we didn't get to do this with the men, um, but it's now an ongoing project with them. But yeah, I was the one that uh, got the first the first one together, and then I just worked with them on the second installation of that. Uh, with their team. This time it was with their team and they did the casting and everything. But the very first one, I did the uh, the casting for all 50 women. Uh, I did the, and like I said, the art direction and uh, and worked with all of these women to create, um, you know, the, the, the format of how it was. That's and worked cool. closely cool. with Z-Kit to do it. It was an augmented reality um, project. Yeah, so. That is really cool. That is really cool. Um, very innovative too, and forward thinking for Walmart. I like that. Um, I, I feel like because we are almost talking two different languages, I feel as though there might be something I'm not asking you. Is there a question that I'm not asking you or something that you want to share? No, not at all. I think that you, <laughs> I think that you are, you think we're talking two different languages? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i hope i hope i haven't become you know that person that just talks a bunch of jargon because i i really wanted to be clear in how i was communicating um you know i i guess no you, know, you were like clear saying, you were clear i'm sorry i didn't mean what i think i was trying to say is you know the questions i'm asking you were based on some of the things you, you were saying of course but you know, maybe there was something in there that you wanted to go deeper on. And I just wanted to open the door for you if I didn't ask a certain question, uh, because they are kind of like different languages that we're speaking. And I might not be, um, you know, I might not be asking the question in future tense, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, you know, there, there's so much in, in the, um, in, in fashion that fashion people can discover with um with nfts with uh the metaverse technology um and um they can use it any way that they like i i am always very open about you know what it is that um to to say what it is that to say this that this is the technology and now what is it that you can use this for in how you do your business because it can be applied to any any situation any lifestyle, any, um, business format. And, um, so yeah, maybe there's some things we didn't get to touch on today. Um, but I, I think that the, the important thing is to, to get the, the knowledge about NFTs, um, and all of the use cases and, um, to, to delve into all of the different platforms. That's why I started to, uh, to do this with um, with the Metaverse Meetup because my club was originally the Style Lab Lounge, but then the Style Lab Lounge was dominated by um, my my interest in NFTs and the Metaverse, and so I was like, let me have a separate club, and that way I can visit all of these different platforms and see what all of their different uses are, and and then I can you know apply whichever one you know, I wanted to my space, you know, of, of what it was I wanted to do. And so, um, right now I'm working on building, um, a fashion district with not a fashion district. Let me take that off, uh, to building a community, um, within Infiniverse that shows off all of the different talents of the people that 
I've come to know in the space. Um, and uh, I do the tours in, in uh, alt space VR uh, to show you, you know, what are all the fun things that you can do in an interactive, immersive experience. I do the gravity sketch to show people how you can, you know, delve into building. I, I started with art, but it was the fashion that that was like a lot more intriguing to me, um, you know, likely because I'm, I'm into fashion. Um, but, you know, people build cars, people build all kinds of different things in, in gravity sketch and then crypto voxels, you know, um, I've seen like all the different things that people can create, uh, with fashion that are more fantastic. You know, I've seen people wear Windex bottles as clothes. I've seen people wear, uh, uh, Christmas ornaments as clothes, uh, avocados as, uh, bikinis and, you know, fruits, you know, it, it, it's, it's amazing, you know, the, uh, the, the demonstrated, um, uh, imagination of people, you know, with the different wearables, you know, you can take anything and make it into a wear, wearable in crypto voxels. I've seen the, the, uh, the path really light up in central land. Um, I've ha had the opportunity to speak to people in spatial and also people in, um, Infiniverse and, you know, and, and, uh, in those spaces and say, Hey, can we work more on these avatars? I would love to be able to work with the company on developing the avatars, you know, um, and, and the fashion, uh, that, that, um, that the fashion options that they have within the space. Very um, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the opportunities are, are endless. And then also, uh, I speak to designers about, you know, increasing their utility for their NFTs because they don't just have to be artwork. They can also be, uh, we, we have digital spaces where, you know, designers who are already uh, having uh, physical content can also create unlockable, sorry. Yeah, they can use those physical designs as unlockable content for their digital uh, files on their NFTs, or they can create an experience where they are saying to the, uh, to their community, Hey, uh, you, you have first dibs on coming to our fashion show because you own this NFT, or you have, uh, uh, an ability to do this because you own this NFT, like, you know, the different, um, utilities that come along with NFTs and, uh, utilizing that for their communities, activating their communities that way. So, yeah, I, I could go on and on. <laughs> so Fidgetal, can you just describe what Fidgetal is again? Sure. Fidgetal simply means that you have um, something that is uh, both physical and digital at the same time as your NFT. And we usually use it as what we call unlockable content. So that let's say you created a, an illustration of your digital um, piece and then you... Um, you had the unlockable, uh, sorry, unlockable content that now they can get the dress. They can actually get the dress for that digital file that they own. Uh, a good case, uh, a use case for this was uh, Dolce & Gabbana did their haute couture, which is the ultimate collectible is, is having a piece of haute couture. But then they also made it so that with when they release their metaverse platform that you'll be able to wear this on your avatar in a metaverse platform because now you have the um you have not only the haute couture piece but now you have the digital file which ah, made it the ultimate digital, digital. experience yeah <laughs> i love that that is really cool that's really cool yeah wow this is this is really um mind-blowing. I'm, I'm really, I have really enjoyed this interview with you. You've really opened up my mind to wearables and uh, if maybe I might dive back in a little bit to my Absolutely ju jewelry. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't, don't. And, and you know what the thing is, is with this space, the, the great thing about it is that you don't have to be a person who's in the fashion industry to be a fashion uh, producer in the space. You know, because it, it, it's not the, the biggest the biggest fashion community in crypto voxels are from grassroots people who are just passionate about dressing their avatars. Those people have now become wearables um, um, producers and and designers and they didn't have a, a fashion background. And you don't need it because I think that the most interesting and most dynamic pieces come from people who have no background in it because then they just do whatever. And, and it's really, a, you know, if, if we're really trying to address the metaverse, we don't have to do everything that is the exact, exact duplicate of real life. You know, we can do something that is more imaginative.
and we can do something that's more fantastic, which is actually the experience as a, as a jaded fashion professional that I'm looking for. I don't want to see the same thing that I see in New York City every day. And I see fantastic things in New York City and doing photo shoots, believe me. But I want to I see something that I haven't seen before. You know, um, I always talk about this uh, jacket that I saw made out of bread slices. And I was like, whoa, this is incredible, you know, because I'd never seen anything like that. Or, you know, the the person that wore a car as a wearable in crypto voxels and, you know, all kinds of, you know, crazy, fun stuff like that. Yeah, you, you know? take me back to Lady Gaga with the meat dress. Yes! <laughs> exactly. So that, exactly. but that bread dress, like, does it start off as white and after a week it's like green from mold? <laughs> There you go. See that. But that's what I'm saying. Use your imagination to do just that. Mm -hmm. If you want to make it a dynamic design that turns from white bread slices to moldy green, uh, uh, green um, bread slices, then do that. <laughs> it's and like the chameleon. Exactly it's the chameleon dress. <laughs> exactly. Do that. Just that's what I that's what I want to see. I want to see more imagination. So I am actually working with a few uh, 3D designers to, you know, to create some things that I, I wanted, I want to see more fashion editorials in this form too. Oh. So yeah, I, I, I have like a lot of imagination with it. I just want to work with people who want to, you know, to um, push their boundaries and their imagination as well. Well, you stole my last question because I was going to ask you, you know, where will Opay be in five years? But you articulated everything so well that I never really got to ask it. You answered it like ESP. You knew I was going to ask it. <laughs> um, this is really amazing. I, you know, I have to tell everybody, you know, I met Opay here in a clubhouse room and she was talking about fashion. I was like, oh, you should check out the work of my friend, Mimi Plan. She does really cool work. And then Ope answered me back that she had worked with her. She had done styling with her. And um, I did a collaboration with her when she was at Rockaware. So it was like a six degrees of separation. And Mimi Plange was our <laughs> two degrees, actually, right? It was amazing. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Mimi. Yeah, she's amazing. She she is such a star. Um, and if anybody's interested in listening to that podcast, I did interview her a while back, actually. So, um, yeah, she's she is she's reinterpreting it and calling it unfashion, which is a really um, interesting perspective. Um, really trying to democratize um, fashion and and make it available and uh, uniquely usable. Uh, no matter what sex you are too. Um, so it's kind of cool. I love what she's doing. So um, I'm so glad that we had met and that you were open to coming on here and having this very unique conversation on culture factor. I know my family here is going to really like your perspective on the metaverse and because uh, we haven't really gotten into that conversation on the show. So I thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you for, um, for thinking of me for this. Um, I'm still, you know, I'm still learning. Uh, I, I, um, my, my discord community, I, it happened by accident because I was just looking for a place to bookmark all of the different places that I had um, been to or had learned about. Um, because some of the metaverse platforms, you have to have a, um, a more sophisticated computer to get into. Um, you have to have a gamer's computer to get into some of the spaces. So I haven't been to some of the spaces I want to check out. And um, I, I've just been growing my uh, knowledge and sharing whatever I could and and also, um, you know, bringing people on board and and having them see everything from my headset, even if they didn't have an Oculus headset or a VR headset to go in. And uh, I've been expanding it that way. Uh, and because of that. And so, um, you know, this has been a, a, a journey that um, that I'm still on. And, um, you know, like you said earlier, I'm trying to, you know, manage my time and balance my time because I do have an enthusiasm for it. That's how it started. I really was just trying to learn as much. I was like, what is this? This is, this is incredible. And, and, and look at the future of this. We're, we're going to have the augmented reality. We have the virtual reality. We have the immersive spaces. We'll be able to experience things. We'll be able to put on glasses and see things that are not 
uh, visible to uh, anybody else that's walking around, you know, without the glasses, kind of like a Pokemon Go experience. Uh, we'll be able to have that with some of these metaversal platforms. Uh, we'll be able to change, you know, maybe someone may have on some incredible outfit and, you know, we're walking down the street and we can only see it because we have our augmented uh, reality glasses on. Um, I wanted to know so much uh, and, and what that was about to the point that it, it just really was, um, I mean, it, was it an obsession? Maybe yes. <laughs> and um, it, it continues to be. I had friends, a lot of friends ridicule me about this. And um, once Zuckerberg made the announcement about Meta, then a, a lot of them started, oh, is this what you were talking about, Opay? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that stuff you were talking about. Oh, and then they'd start to send me uh, articles. Oh, this is happening in the Metaverse. I'm like, yeah, I know. This is what I'm trying to tell you guys. Are you coming on board yet? Um, to the point where even last night, um, you know, I had a friend, you know, explain, you know, I, I've just been a, a little afraid about it. And you know, I walked them through getting onto the Discord and how to, um, you know, to, to view things. And I had another friend. I put her by force into Infiniverse, into a tour that I had and put her pieces. And now she's giving away tours to everyone um, to come and uh, join a tour that I have um, to bring them on board to the space. Because it, it's, it's fundamentally a way to um, have your business um, in no longer is just, is it just the website? It is now an immersive website or it's an augmented, uh, reality, uh, site or a way for people to experience your business in an, in a more exponential experiential way. So why not take advantage of the technology to, to do that or to be able to meet with clients that are not just in your immediate area. Now you can, you can, confer with people who are across the world, or you can meet with people who are, you know, um, anywhere in any time zone, you know, at any time, uh, at any place. So why wouldn't we want this for our businesses? And, um, and if those communities are built in those spaces, why not be able to show your website uh, or your business, if you will, um, in that, in that immersive experience in a whole other way, you know, and so, yeah, I, I, I do have a passion about it. I've, I've um, uh, made that uh, available to my community in, in Discord, and I'm the queen of small rooms. My rooms are not big, but uh, I have people that are just as passionate within the space, you know, with me, um, who um, we, we work together, you know, um, to, um, to, to be passionate about these things and, and to, to be enthusiastic about uh, the tremendous growth that's that's going to happen. It will happen. This is not a fly-by-night thing. This is going to grow, and you're going to need the knowledge of NFTs, and you will need the knowledge of um, <clears throat> cryptocurrencies and and uh, all of these things that are now interrelated to grow your business. It's the new frontier, and we 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 will get on board, whether we like it or not. Actually, it's yeah. going to happen. I love your passion and your obsession. These last few minutes, I could actually hear like your energy just like rise, rise, rise. Like you were like talking from your heart. Like you almost couldn't say everything you wanted to fast enough. You suddenly just were on fire. I really loved it. I'd love to hear that real enthusiasm. And and as for having a handful of people in your room, I, I never have gigantic rooms either. And I... Um, you know, as far as the people who, you know, follow culture factor, I'm, I'm not sure how big it really is. You know, that data is not available to podcasters, but I always say that I have a small and mighty community and it sounds like you're building one too. Thank you so much, Holly. I really appreciate your time today. Mm -hmm.